Good morning. Uh, welcome as we come to worship uh, this morning. If you're visiting with us here in person, we bid you a warm welcome, or indeed, if you've joined us online as well, we welcome you in the name of Christ. As we come with one purpose and uh, a unity of heart today, to give God our worship, our glory, and our praise, setting our time aside uh, for this uh, particular moment um, to focus uh, on Him. Um, I want to give a welcome um, to Pete. Uh, from Habitat for Humanity. Uh, Pete's going to be updating us on some of the work in Ukraine a little bit later on that Habitat's uh, involved with and that our donations have been going towards uh, and also some of the work of Restore and Habitat here in Ireland uh, as well. Um, Habitat's... Uh, <laughs> Habitat, you know the Restore place in Lisburn? It's one of my favourite shops. <laughs> it is. Because you never... It's a gold mine. You never know what you get and if you're going to go into it, right? My family don't like me going to it. Because I bring things home and put them in the garage. And then later on, they find out that I brought them home and put them in the garage. Uh, but some days, those wee things come in handy whenever I have to do something or fix something. And I can walk out with glee going, I got this from Habitat. And then fix it. And it's absolutely wonderful. Um, so we would look forward to hearing uh, the work of Habitat um, here and globally uh, as well. Well, let's stand um, together as we join uh, with our Easter uh, cry. Let's stand together. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Psalm 127 says, Unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain we rise early, and you stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those who he loves. And so we pray together as we stand. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladden the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord, Give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the month of Kislev, in the twentieth year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace, for all of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the gods of heaven. Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 5 through to 11. Then I said, the Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands. Listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees and regulations that you gave through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, and then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honoured. The people who rescued by your great power and strong hand are, our servant, are your servants. O oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those who, of us who delight in honouring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. In those days, I was thinking I was the king's cupbearer. 
In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of the king, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, Why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven, and I answered the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favour in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried, so that I can rebuild it. Thank you to Luke, to Bethany and to Jessica uh, for bringing us that reading um, today. Pete, we'll hand back over to you uh, as we hear more about Habakkuk. Yeah, so thanks to the, uh, those three there for reading from Nehemiah for us today. I'm going to use Nehemiah's story to tell about Habitat's story as well and how we not only see what is needed in the world, but how Habitat acts upon it, putting our faith into action. Nehemiah, when we first hear about him, was in a very privileged position. He was cupbearer to the king, Artaxerxes of Persia, and they were the major empire of Nehemiah's time. This was a position of huge trust, as he was relied upon by the king not to let the king get poisoned. God's people, the Jews, had been conquered by the Persian Empire, and many Jews were forced to leave their home in Judah. And this morning I'm going to use these three words as we talk about Nehemiah, God's builder. If you remember nothing else, remember these three words. See, serve, and speak. So first is see. Nehemiah asked and hear through his family how his fellow people of Judah were coping, and the reports were not good. In Nehemiah 1 verse 3, we heard how they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in Jerusalem are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. The walls of Jerusalem weren't just structurally important to the people of Jerusalem. They were a real symbol of the strength of the nation. When they were broken, the people were broken. Not only vulnerable to attack and losing everything, the walls were vitally important to the morale of the people as well. Nehemiah is heartbroken by the news and deeply upset as he cries out to God. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. I'm sure, like me, the images we've seen on our news, like ones coming on the screen now, about the war in Ukraine have broken our hearts as the unfolding humanitarian crisis continues. More than 12 million people in Ukraine have been displaced from their homes since war began, and more than 5 million are reported to have fled from Ukraine to neighbouring countries with nothing but the clothes on their back and anything that they could carry with them. It may seem that we are powerless to help, but please know that through your support of the Bishop's Appeal, Habitat have been on the ground, supporting refugees fleeing Ukraine to find safety and shelter. Habitat Hungary, Romania, Poland and Slovakia have been responding right from the very start, providing things like heating in camps, emergency kits, including things like mobile phone chargers so you can keep in touch with family back home, and safe shelter for those on the move. Habitat was well, well placed to respond to this need. We've been in Central and Eastern Europe since 1992. And we have the capacity and the experience to respond in, the, in times like these. We have teams already working with the first responders at the borders and are coordinating with our partners. For instance, in Romania, about 800,000 refugees have arrived since the outbreak of the war. 
and Habitat Romania have been supporting refugees to help them access safe shelter. We're also turning empty, uh, empty spaces to turn them into safe shelter for refugees rowing from Ukraine. So there's a short-term response, and then this is a medium to long-term response as well. One example was uh, the Technical Construction University in Bucharest, which had laid empty and unused for five years. When the war began, the university realised the potential for these empty spaces to become decent housing, and they asked for Habitat's expertise and support to renovate and open the rooms to those who need a safe place to stay whether more permanently or before they travel on to further countries. The work was completed in 10 days, not unlike the speed of uh, Nehemiah's rebuilding project that we hear of in the Book of Nehemiah. That accommodation in Bucharest can hold up to 350 people, and right now there are 200 refugees staying in those dormitory rooms. The majority are mums with, with over 70 young children. In Poland, Restore, the actually only other restore in Europe, bar the uh, four we have in Northern Ireland and the one we have in Drogheda. They've been working to ensure the community, who've provided solidarity, accommodation in their homes, have enough beds and furniture to be ready to welcome those refugees. And in the long term, Habitat will be there to support shelter needs by upskilling our empty homes programme. We're going to hear from my colleague Matt Sick, who is the Restore Warsaw manager. You'll be surprised to see actually the restores look very similar actually, uh, right across the world. And he's going to tell us a little about how they're directly supporting Ukrainian refugees there in Warsaw. for shelter. Uh, there are long and short time shelters. For short time shelters we are providing a lot of mattresses, beds, uh, beddings, everything what is needed for sleeping. For uh, long time shelter we are providing furniture, header, uh, staff, uh, equipment for uh, kitchen, everything what is needed uh, to fully function in, in home, in shelter and we by that we want them to feel safe, we want them to feel uh, like home and we want them not to think about what is happening right now with the crisis. The restaurant is not enough, we need to buy furniture and uh, uh, equipment in other stores. We want to help as many people as we can, so we need support to help or in order to help other people. Sick and the team in Poland and the teams in Romania, Slovakia and Hungary as they continue to respond uh, to this uh, crisis. We here in Ireland stand ready to support in whatever way we can as well as refugees begin to come here and refugee families through our restores too. Habitat was founded in 1976, born out of seeing a need and driven by faith to tackle it. Under the spiritual guidance of Clarence Jordan, the Fullers in Jor uh, Jordan developed this concept of partnership housing Centering on those in need of adequate shelter, working side by side with volunteers to build some simple, decent homes. I have seen firsthand how Habitat puts God's love into action as we work together to share God's love. Habitat is always ready to act in faith to the need around us, like we are currently doing in Ukraine. Putting faith in action is, uh, underpins everything that we do at Habitat. The very faith that tells us that it's wrong that our brothers and sisters have to live in such poor conditions. 
that faith that commanded us to act against this injustice in his name, being his very hands and feet in the world around us, as we seek a world where everyone, everywhere, has a decent place to call home. I mentioned that need earlier on there. 1.6 billion people live, one in four, roughly, uh, live in what we call poverty housing. 100 million people in our world have no home at all. And that's not just a global problem, that's a local problem here as well in our towns and cities and beyond. So we've, we've looked at C, we're going to look at serve as our second word now. Nehemiah continues to be upset by the plight of Israelites, as we heard in the reading. He is driven to action. And that reminds us, how often are we driven to action? Or how often do we mumble or groan, but actually don't do anything to improve something? Nehemiah wasn't going to forget about his fellow Israelites. He gets permission from the king to travel to Jerusalem and see for himself how bad things were. As it says in chapter 2, what God had put on his heart to do for Jerusalem. Despite much opposition, he leads a major rebuilding project, managing to lead and organise the people to rebuild the walls in an incredible 52 days. Habitat has served over 39 million people worldwide since we began. And every day, and it is an everyday work, Habitat is working to help improve the lives of those trapped by poverty housing. We work with individuals, families and communities to not just build or repair homes, but also to install clean water and sanitation facilities, help with recovery efforts following natural disasters, and provide the housing solutions for those most vulnerable, including orphans and vulnerable children. Our local work here since 1994 has very much focused on reconciliation and building strong communities where everyone can reach their full potential. Our innovative local projects partner with like-minded organisations to renovate empty homes or community spaces. One of our more recent projects that we only completed there last week was our house to home project. And if any of know Rab in the store, Rab was very much uh, the head of that. That's part of our long-term partnership with fellow organisations such as Welcome and DePaul here in Belfast and Lisburn and beyond. And that aims to support vulnerable people within our community. House to home refurbishes homes to support vulnerable people who were formerly homeless, helps, helping them to sustain tenancies and rental accommodation. So they pick the paper, the wallpaper, the paint, and we go in with a team of volunteers for a day or two days and make the house a home, provide them with some basic furniture and appliances from a restore, and really give them that fresh start in life, turning a house to a home. It's a holistic, it's a holistic project. Other organisations then provide the wraparound support that is needed, for often for individuals with very complex uh, needs. Liam is to make a house a home, a place for a fresh start. Here at home, Habitat Restore, as you well know, as many as are probably regular customers uh, in this store or know many uh, who shop there. We help people improve their homes at an affordable cost, supporting those who need extra help for employment and divert tons of material from waste every year. This is our first restore, as you uh, recognise at the top right there in Lisburn, and they'll be 10 years old at the end of this year. We've got, now got four restores here in Northern Ireland. We've got Habitat uh, Restore Lisburn, Restore Ballymena, Restore Newry and Restore Newton Arts. And I was delighted to be part of the launch uh, last Friday actually uh, for our Restore in Drogheda, which is going to even uh, broaden our capacity even more so as we work right across Ireland. People, companies, businesses, organisations donate new or used housing goods such as appliances, kitchens, furniture, beds, desks, chairs, sofas, bathroom suites, tools, plumbing supplies, garden, furniture, you name it, you probably have it. A lot of these items would have been destined for landfill. 
So tons of waste are diverted every single year. They reckon last year about 630 tons of waste was repurposed from landfill. So great ecological impact as well. All of this is sold at a low cost to allow people who couldn't afford to shop elsewhere buy what they need to improve their home. And all the money raised helps habitat projects, not just here, but around the world. But Habitat Restore is about more than that as well. It's about connecting more people with our mission. Having a shop window provides us with a new opportunity to engage the public as advocates around the issues of global, uh, sorry, poverty housing here at home and around the world. And the impacts are significant. Last year, 45,000 individuals shopped at our four restores and our focus on reaching disadvantaged communities. But of course, there's opportunities for the likes of you and me and our, uh, who are looking for a bargain uh, for themselves or doing a little bit of upcycling or projects themselves. Last year, Habitat uh, Restore created five permanent jobs and provided buddy support for many whose disability means they need that extra support in a safe, loving environment that Restore provides. Our mission principles affirm this, that everyone has something to give and something to gain from being part of Habitat's mission. One, of, one example is our Emma, one of our Restore volunteers in Ballymena, and she found it through her local health and social care trust. And she began volunteering to push herself out of her comfort zone. Emma said recently that her time in Restore has made her feel like, like she can do anything. Since she started volunteering, Emma has been able to secure employment in a local hotel, her first ever job, and she continues to still volunteer in Restore as her hotel shifts allow, continuing to make an impact in her local community. And Emma is just one of many volunteer stories I could share with you about the impact the Habitat is having. Lives being restored, people gaining the confidence, gaining the skills and re-entering the workforce. Habitat served through our international partnerships. Many of you may be aware of teams that have travelled in the past um, or some of the support that we've uh, raised for that. Places like Malawi, Ethiopia, India, Cambodia, Romania and Zambia. And the challenge we have is to scale up these partnerships with the help of more support. When people come together to work hand in hand, stereotypes are broken and relationships are built. Volunteers and people around them have the opportunity to understand God in new ways as lives are transformed and hope is restored. So we've done see, we've done serve, and now we're going to do speak. It's our last word. When the building project was completed, Nehemiah wasn't finished. He continued alongside Ezra the prophet to start about rebuilding the faith of the Israelites. He challenged those who charged extortionate interest rates on loans and took advantage of those less fortunate within their own community. In chapter 5, we read how Nehemiah challenges this behaviour, calls it out, and makes him promise never to exploit each other again. Nehemiah could have chosen to stay silent when he heard all that was happening, but he seen, for, he seen it for himself. He rolled up his sleeves, served alongside the people, and spoke out for what is wrong. As we reflect this morning upon these words, see, serve, and speak, what is God calling us to? What are the issues or the people that God has laid in your heart? What has God planned for St. Columbus as we continue to know Christ better and make him better known in our streets, developments, and local community around. Where could you serve? What situations could your talents, your time, and resources speak to? Speak Christ's hope into those dark situations. At Habitat, through our advocacy work, our schools and church work, we want to speak up to tell others about the plight of poverty housing and hope that we will inspire action to end poverty housing worldwide. We would love for you to join us in this, but wherever you decide, I hope you remember the story of Nehemiah this morning. When things are wrong around us, don't sit back. See the need, 
pray to God and ask, how can we help? How can we serve alongside and help out in whatever ways we can? And speak up and encourage others. And do remember, sometimes God uses us as the answer to our very prayers. When faced with the hurt and the pain and the need around us, the Bible is very clear about how we should respond. Jesus told us that we must love God and love our neighbour as ourselves, summing up the whole of the Christian message. Habitat gives us one opportunity to be the hands and feet of Christ as we long for the kingdom to come. Habitat is all about shining the light of Christ into the world. It is all about hope. It is all about building the kingdom. And as that very Christian faith continues to drive Habitat on, the very nature of the work of Habitat inspires people from all walks of life and also transforms lives. Compassion shown for the poor touches the very heart of God. As I draw to a close, I was reflecting on this story of Nehemiah and how as God's builder, he not only helped rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, but also the spiritual restoration that only Christ can bring. And I was reminded of the words of that famous hymn, hymn writer Graham Kendrick, and we're going to, the praise group are going to lead us in a minute. That song, Beauty for Brokenness, which, which reminds us that, that I really pray that that will be our prayer tonight. That as the line says there, give us compassion, we pray. Let, our, you know, let that small spark turn into a flame. May God use us mightily in our local communities, our towns, our villages and beyond as we look at the brokenness of the world around us. Well, let's pray as we conclude. Father God, help us uh, to see the need around us uh, in our community. With the gifts and the skills and the talents that you've given us, help us to serve into the needs that you've presented to us. But Lord, help us to speak in our words and in our actions and sometimes even in our silence your hope your love and your grace the one who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask seek or would even dare to imagine to him be glory in the church and in christ jesus throughout all generations and so may the blessing of god almighty father son and holy spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore amen amen